We're Motion, a ministry of TWR, and this is our podcast. Just think about it, you know, you use the Instagram, the network that is banned in Russia. And there are thousands of people who want to see this, who watch the clip. I'm talking about the Muslim population. I'm talking about non-Christians. And that means that share the story. It's appealing. People like it. It really answers people's questions. I'm Kelly. Today we're talking about a country that's in need of hope, the hope of the gospel. It's also been in the news a lot recently. The situation in Russia is uh, quite difficult because of this war and all the turmoil that is happening right now. That's Pavel Schiffman. He's the ministry director in Russia for TWR, a global media organization. When you think about Russia, what's the first thing that comes to mind? More likely than not, it's something negative. And that's not surprising, considering the ongoing war between Russia and Ukraine. Everyone is affected by this current conflict. This is really sad to see this happening, and we regret that the war is taking place. But it's not all bad news. The gospel means there's always good news and hope to be found in Jesus. So today's story about Russia is one of hope because it's about the gospel. When you look at this conflict from the Christian perspective, from the kingdom perspective, you know, God wants us to act differently than what the media says, the politicians say. And I think the kingdom attitude is quite difficult, you know, for people to follow. And I see that many people, both in Russia and other countries, actually fail to do that. But uh, we pray that God would reconcile. Blessed are the peacemakers, and we can do it through the media. Иса уже рассказал своим ученикам, что ему предстоит много пострадать и умереть. We actually started promoting Share the Story last year, and it was well done. I like what uh, the TWR Motion does with this content. Share the Story is a 20-episode animated Bible story series. We created it for people coming from a Muslim worldview. Teams in Russia and the Caucasus, and really around the world, are using it on social media. Islam might not be the first religion you think of when it comes to Russia, but there's estimated to be more than 15 million Muslims among the Russian people. In fact, there are 69 Russian people groups that claim Islam as their primary religion. Dagestan is 96% Muslim. That's Doug. He's a disciple maker using Share the Story in Dagestan, a republic of Russia in the North Caucasus. We recently had a Zoom call with Doug to learn how he is using Share the Story. Hey, Doug. How's it going? Going fine. How are you? Good. He and his team are facing some difficulties when it comes to sharing content online. We suffer under restrictions. Facebook is banned inside of Dagestan and in all the Russian republics. However, people who really want to follow their Instagram accounts will use a VPN to connect anyway. 
Pavel and his team are coming up against the same barriers. Quite a few social media networks have been banned by the government and uh, Meta or Instagram is one of them. And we use Instagram a lot in our outreach. So it's really hard to promote your videos, especially. Because of those limitations on us, we aren't able to advertise within the region to reach a wider audience. We think the world of this series, we like it a lot, but there hasn't been a response to the questions at the end. People have grown accustomed to the short, vivid video. That's what Pavel's team learned. Short videos work better and people are responding. We receive an original clip, like, you know, several minutes, and then we break it down into smaller portions and share that online on social media. And I think the result is great. You know, people, especially those who live in the Muslim republics or in the uh, North Caucasus area, they're more visual in their comprehension and also they like to listen. So the visual part was excellent. And I think the translation was done very well. So it was really appealing to people's needs. And I think this is what they needed to hear through Share the Story. That's a great content and we're very much looking forward to have more. I just want to put out the word to other practitioners that this is available to them. We're gonna share it around and learn how to chop it up into usable bits so that we have more engagement. Doug and his team are hoping to work with Pavel, which will expand their reach. By combining forces, we can still do our bit with some content or posts, and their team can help administrate it and then make the personal visits with people in the different republics, including Dagestan. I heard they had two people asking for Bibles, so they arranged the delivery. That's fantastic. Motion worked with church planters and disciple makers to develop Bible story videos and adapt them into multiple languages. We worked with Doug and his team to adapt Share the Story into Russian. They based it on the Central Asian Russian scriptures, or cars, to ensure the videos would speak to the people group. There is a difference only in the spiritual terms, and we don't refer to God as Bog as the proper noun, because that smacks too much of Russian orthodoxy for the Muslim ear. So instead of that, we call God Siwishni, which is uh, the Most High, or at times when the context calls for it, Allah, especially if there is Elohim in the original Hebrew, or the Almighty, that's much rarer, names for personages out of the Bible, biblical personages like uh, Mary, the, the sister of Aaron, Mary, the mother of Jesus, uh, Moses, and all those. That people are used to hearing them in the Russian form. And if you use it that way, it's an off-putting term. It's a signal that this is not for them. And they tune you out. It wasn't just Doug doing the adaptation. The process for us, we knew we couldn't do correctly unless we had a local consultant that we really trust because they know the milieu very well. I tried to hew to the car's version because I knew that someday positive responses, they would be directed to the car's Bible and they would see that they match up. And then I would run it by our local responder with that strong Muslim background to check it and improve it. And she most often improved it wonderfully. I wouldn't have done it without her because she's good in Russian and she understands the, the terms and what phrasing 
is going to be appropriate for them. Sharing God's word in someone's heart language is key for full understanding. But people still have questions. That's why follow-up matters. We are considering going to a Southern Caucasus country where we could uh, get more engaged with the people. I just had a fantastic time there last week. was able to openly witness, and people there are really genuinely hungry for the Word of God, asking for Bibles. In fact, the, the one person who did respond to the campaign that we ran was from Baku, a young woman who had a radical thing happen in her life and put her trust in the Messiah. She was healed. She had a new outlook. Depression left her, and she asked for a Bible, and now she's about ready to meet someone to follow up. The video gives you this opportunity to work with the content, share on different platforms, send to people directly some of the pieces they need to see, follow up, talk to them, send them the New Testament. A lot of responses, a lot of communication, and uh, a lot of questions, and of course a lot of hate messages. People ask, why don't you talk about Muhammad? Why do you talk about Isa all the time? Or they say, you know, the scripture, the biblical scripture, the Bible is corrupted, so you can't talk about the Bible. But that's a great opportunity to share Isa, Jesus, with Muslims in Russia. We're proud. It's, it's a blessing to, to be able to share using such a great content like Share the Story with our audience. But as we mentioned before, Instagram, where TWR posts Share the Story videos in Russia, was banned by the Russian government. During the last year, we lost a significant portion of our audience. A significant number of people left Instagram because they were afraid that what's going to happen if they continue using this social media platform. But many stayed, so people continued using Instagram. And so we've been able to reach this audience, but not promoting our content. Because according to the Russian law today, if you put one dollar into Instagram promotion, and it's an extremist organization. So you support an extremist organization. In the end, you would have to pay a fine or even end up in jail. Being on Instagram can be dangerous, but people are still there, likely using a VPN, as Doug mentioned, and they're searching for hope. One of the episodes about Abraham and Isaac it got so many views, more than 10,000 views. Ibrahim назвал то место Allah усмотрит. And we didn't do promotion, and it was on Instagram, the network that is banned in Russia. Just think about it, you know, you use the platform that is banned, that is not legally allowed to use, and there are thousands of people who want to see this, who watch the clip, and that means that they think about it, and many saved that clip to their phones, downloaded, many shared that content with their friends. And where I'm talking about the Muslim population, I'm talking about non-Christians. And that means that the content that is there, share the story, it's appealing, people like it. It really answers people's questions. So what type of questions do Russians have during this season of conflict? And how is the gospel relevant? There's life before the war and after now. Because you lived your life before, you didn't really care about this geopolitical big things happening somewhere there. But now it's about you, your family, your future. So what do you do with this? And after the war, you know, where's my foundation? So what do I do next? Where's hope? 
things that have worked for me before are not there anymore. You know, I can die anytime soon. So this death perspective is now much closer to people than have ever been before. They begin to look for answers and for other alternatives. And I think that the Jesus message is right there to answer people's requests. And I think it's a great opportunity. It's a great calling that we have to share the good news, the hope, you know, the kingdom of God with people who have no hope. I think that's God's calling for us in this generation. The need for the gospel hasn't changed over the years, and neither has the message. But you don't have to go back a hundred years to see just how much has changed and how we are able to deliver the good news of Jesus. Right now, we are in the situation in the world where a technical revolution is taking place right now. We study and test uh, new opportunities and ways how we can reach out, especially for the young generation. You know, what, what's going to happen in 5, 10 15 years from now. And I think we have to redeem in some way this new technology to be able to use it uh, for the outreach. In a lot of ways, this idea is at the heart of TWR. Since the beginning, our founder, Dr. Paul Freed, saw radio as a powerful way to share the gospel across barriers. By God's grace, we shall reach the whole world with the gospel. But he was open to other opportunities. He used to say, I'm not married to radio. That's Bill Mile. He's the longest serving missionary with TWR, beginning in the 1950s and still serving today. He worked closely with Dr. Freed. The name of the organization was Transworld Radio, but he would always say, I'm not married to radio. And what he really was saying was, I know that radio is the best tool now. But if the situation changes, I'm ready to change. Now, all these years later, of course, uh, with the new media and the explosion of the technological advances that are out there from smartphones and inserting cards with all kinds of data on it, valuable material for the proclamation of the gospel, uh, I knew Dr. Fried well enough to know that, that he would be very, very excited about the opportunities today. We still see radio as extremely vital in some parts of the world, particularly in places like Africa, we're continuing on in many fronts, but in other areas, there are other opportunities that are now before us. Pavel looks at things in a similar way to Dr. Freed, which comes down to one question. How can we take the tools that God has put before us in this generation, at this time in history, and use them to share the gospel. You know, when I was in the Bible school, the first lesson they taught us in the introductory course to the New Testament, you know, you remember the passage from the Galatians. It says, when the time has come, God sent his son. And it was a perfect time. And actually, you know, Romans built the roads so that the gospel would be spread to all the corners of the empire, to all the faraway places, right? But now I think the time is that we have these digital roads right there for us, let's use it. Let's use new technology to reach people wherever they live, right? So we can talk to them. These digital roads sparked what motion does now. Building off the history of TWR, we believe in using the technology available to us to share the message of hope. 
I'm glad that TWR is studying and learning and trying to apply. Just like TWR started in the 50s, right? With this, man, can we use radio waves to share the gospel? That was kind of, you know, out of the box, think different thing, you know? And he succeeded. So it was obvious God was in this thing, right? So I believe this is the moment today that uh, God is going to use for future generations. Just like missionaries of the past have paved the way for the work we get to do today, it's our job to pave the way for those who will come after us. Right now, the digital ministry that we have, and I would say that we have a Russian-speaking people listening to our programs in 40 countries, more than 40 countries. Because of this conflict, actually, we lost the second largest audience, which used to be the Ukraine. And because of the Russian language, actually, people like to listen. But um, we actually, you know, digital, there's no geographical borders. Again, I'm reminded of those people of faith, the believers from the West who smuggled Bibles into the Soviet Union in their car as they travel as tourists. This is exactly what we're doing, right? So we take the message, but we use digital means to smuggle it in a good sense, I'm, I'm speaking, you know, to deliver the message to people. There is a lot of potential. People create new platforms. People create new territories in the digital world. So we want to be there with the message. So there's a lot of potential how we can share creatively the message of Jesus with different audiences. Speaking of audiences, while those from a Muslim background in Russia have benefited from Share the Story, there's another Russian people group that needs to hear the gospel. And Motion is working on a new animated series along the same lines as Share the Story, with one key difference. This new Bible story series is being made with a Buddhist worldview in mind. Based on what we have with uh, Share the Story project, we are very much looking forward to see what's going to come out in the future with this specific series for the Buddhists. There's a specific territory in Russia, a geographical territory, that is considered the largest uh, Buddhist territory where the Buddhists live in Europe, and it's called Kalmyk region. And the people are Kalmyk. They all speak Russian, but they still speak Kalmyk. And I think if we would be able to provide this new series in Kalmyk language, I think people would love it there. These videos are being created in collaboration with church planters in Southeast Asia. The beauty of animation is, it's adaptable. That means the videos will be available for Buddhist contexts around the world. We have another group of people that live near the border with China. They're also Buddhists. And I think that creates an amazing opportunity to reach out those groups with the gospel because you, you begin to talk and uh, reach out these people in their culture in their language, the way they understand things, they, the way they view the world, the way they you know, look at themselves. And this is what helps us to really speak to their hearts. And I think this new series is gonna help us to complete this mission to reach out to these people. New ways to reach new people with a story that never gets old. And the church in Russia wants their people to know the good news of Jesus. It, it looks like there is no hope, but you know, there is hope. And uh, that's why we are proud to be part of this great ministry in that particular region. You know, God loves the Russian people and other nationalities that live in the country. 
And this is the task. We want to complete it. We want to be part of this great commission. And I think, you know, I'm encouraged by the example of missionaries from other countries, from the West, from actually missionaries from my country. There were so many missionaries in the 19th century, the Orthodox priests that went to China to plant churches. It's a great story, great testimony. No matter what, they did their ministry. They worked on the Bible translations, right? They spread the word, they shared uh, the word. And uh, that's an amazing opportunity for all of us to do this. Even though you and I might never set foot on Russian soil or learn how to speak their language, God gives us opportunities to support those who are doing the work. It's an important part of the ministry. And the first thing we can always do is pray. I know many people in the West had prayed for opportunities for my country. I think it's a blessing. And we are real witnesses that it happened. The revival took place in Russia back in the 90s. It lasted for probably 10 years, 12 years. But we believe this is not the end of it, even though now it looks really, really different from what it used to be in the 90s. But the church is alive. People continue to minister, plant churches, share the Word of God, use media like we do. And this is amazing. You know, being a disciple of Jesus is really important to them. So I believe we have a great calling. We have a great message to share. We have hope we can share with people during these difficult circumstances. And I also believe that the revival comes through some challenging times, you know, and circumstances. And that might be, you know, the things that are happening right now may be a, uh, the first step that this great thing is coming, and we're, we're praying about it. As the church in Russia waits and prays for revival, they're ministering to their people, even amid conflict. Our content creators, we have, I would say, like 70 or 80 percent of the content we use in the country is locally produced by local people. And we have almost 30 podcasts that we use in various streams and things like that. So these people are from inside the country. So they're influenced by the current reality and it is being reflected in their content that they create. We have a commitment that we don't talk about the politics, but we talk about hope and the eternal message. And this is what people need. But, you know, it's always a kind of a learning process, you know, are we doing enough? What else can we do? How can we enhance our content to better uh, respond to people's needs? Today, I think because the Christ coming is so close and we have digital means, right, to share with so many people. And we dream about one day that Jesus' message would be on every iPhone or on every smart device, right, people have. And uh, that's an amazing opportunity to all of us. Despite obstacles, setbacks, and any number of barriers, God's at work. He's using His people to spread His message of hope. As the church prays for an end to conflict, they look forward to one day seeing true restoration and healing. Forgiving is really difficult, and it may take decades, you know. It's very painful. And of course, the Ukrainians uh, have suffered a lot more it's so difficult for people and their children to really look at, at this conflict from a different perspective because the pain is there. You, you pass the pain to the next generation and somebody at some point have to say, 
you know, it's gonna stop, how do you say, on me, right? I'm the last person who's gonna carry this, so I'm not gonna convey this uh, pain anymore. So, you know, God is going to heal me. I think only He can do that, you know, heal us from this. We pray for peace and for the wonderful relationship we can have with the Ukrainian people. And we pray and bless Russia as a country to come to know the Lord and uh, repent of the things that we have to repent and confess. We also pray for Ukraine. The Lord would uh, protect them and give them peace. And I'm very much looking forward to the day when we can sit around the table and talk about life and things and families and uh, pray together and also do the communion together. Because this is the ultimate goal for every Christian to feel that oneness of the body of Christ. In the book of Revelation, it says, there will be no more tears, right? It's coming. And this is the blessed future that awaits all of us. We're Motion. I'm Kelly, and that was our podcast. We're so grateful to Pavel and Doug for sharing how God is continuing to work in Russia and the surrounding areas through media. We're inspired by and grateful for their dedication. To watch episodes of Share the Story and to learn about our Buddhist series, visit twrmotion.org. And if you haven't already, that's where you can sign up for our newsletter. We hope this story encourages you to be in prayer for the church and the people of Russia. Maybe it's challenged you to think about the difficulties other believers face around the world. Or maybe it's even made you pause to consider how you can use the tools God's given you to share His story with the world. It's one that everyone needs to hear. How can you tell it?